0: How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Episode 11 of the Idaho Sports PrepCast, presented by Project Filter, brings us to semifinal week. Just 24 teams remain in the Idaho high school football playoffs across the six classifications. All the matchups are set. We're excited for it. We'll have live and free audio broadcasts of each of those games. So if you want to follow along and not have to pay anything, we are the resource and the place to go this week. And the guy behind it, Paul Kingsbury, is on with us here today for the PrepCast. I'm Sven Elsgaard. Glad you could join us, Paul. We are excited to be talking about these 12 games that we have here on the schedule this week for the semifinals.
1: Tell you what, I'm excited. You know, talk about 12 games, that's all we have left in the season. Next week, six championship games. This is a fun time of year. You know, we're heading into, into basketball as well at the same time. The other fall sport tournaments are over. We're focusing on basketball slash football. We're going to be all over the state. You were all over the state last week. I'm going to be all over the state this week. It's going to be a fun weekend.
0: Well, and my question is, how crazy is it right now? We're looking at girls' basketball starts on Friday, yeah. November the 9th, and, and that's the same day we've got all these semi-final games. It's just a jam-packed time of the year. Wrestling's about to get started, and we're working heavily on our basketball previews as well. And you know, we're going to do the conference-style basketball previews again. We'll have yep. players to watch for the different conferences. Uh, we'll have the preseason coaches' polls for each conference. And then we're even going to go uh, as far in-depth as to uh, do some individual teamwork as well. You know, players to watch for your particular team, um, some incoming newcomers, and, and you know, information on all the coaches and things of that nature. So it should be a lot of fun here.
1: Don't forget the coaches poll. That's always funny. We we ask the coaches for their preseason thoughts, and uh, and then we kind of tabulate what comes in and say, hey, according to the coaches, this is how the conferences are gonna are gonna finish out. And you'd like to think that those coaches have a pretty good bead on their own conference. I mean, they're watching over the summers. They're playing with each other at different camps and and scrimmages. And so those coming in, they've they've tended to be fairly accurate.
0: And there's so many coaching changes throughout the state. Check our site. Click on the team pages to find out who's where. I mean, just at Timberline alone, um, you've got Coach Jones is there from Middleton. You've also got Travis Noble came over from Oakley, also worked in college last year. So, I mean, Timberline's got two new coaches. There's a lot more than that. Um, so check out our basketball coverage here over the next couple of weeks and into the winter. But before that, we've got to talk about semifinal football. Mm-hmm. Last week, we start in the 5A classification. Rocky Mountain defeated Madison 28-7 to in a thriller. Coeur d'Alene knocked off Bora 37-34, to coming from behind a 10-point deficit to score the final 13 points of the football game. Highland knocked off Eagle forty one to fourteen and Mountain View over Post Falls fifty seven to nothing. So that means our semifinal matchups are set. Coeur d'Alene is at Rocky Mountain on Friday at seven uh Mountain Time for that game, and Mountain View is at Highland Holt Arena Friday at eight fifteen. I think these games are as much of a toss up as you can possibly have for the semifinals.
1: Oh, they are, and, and you look at the far left of the bracket, where at first, you know, those play in games, so to speak, before the quarters, and there were so many good teams there. And you look at it from an objective point of view, from a press point of view, and go, you know what, these four teams are probably going to be the ones that are in the semis. And here they are. They go through the quarterfinals, and the cream has definitely risen to the top this year. The four best teams in the state playing in the semifinals, this is this is how you want a tournament to end.
0: Well, and I'm excited about that Rocky mountain d'Alene game. Those two teams ranked in the top two in the media poll, the last one of the season, and they are both undefeated as well. Not very often you get those undefeated teams facing yep. off against each other in the semi-finals but I think that you know Rocky Mountain a team led by Nick Romano a standout running back and their defense which is just so tough going against Coeur d'Alene, a high powered offense you know they get some uh, pressure around the edge, but last week you saw Borum, uh, Bora, excuse me, do a really good job with Austin Bolt and the Wildcat against them, and uh, you know, got to wonder if they expose some weaknesses in the Coeur d'Alene Vikings defense that Rocky Mountain hopes to exploit here this week.
1: I think the more games you play in a season, the more things you're going to exploit, especially when you're coming in from from out of the area. You know, during the season, you know, coaches. They put forth their game plan. They have an offense they want to run. They have a defense they, they want to run. And, and they'll stray from that a little bit, add to it here, tweak some things there. But by the time you get into game, you know, 8, 9, 10, you're, you've basically shown your playbook that's out there. And so when you get into games like this and you have to, you know, if you lose, you're done. And if you win, you move on. You have to open up the playbook, especially that game. I mean, that was a game where it was down to the wire. You were at that game. You and Lucas, I was watching that game. It it was an exciting finish. And so you've got to, you you you, you can't save anything for the next week, basically. You have to open it out. And what that does is it allow the other teams on the other side of the bracket to go, oh, okay, well, that's what they do in this situation.
0: And Cor- Cordellane, I mean, they knocked off Bora on a four-yard Kale Edwards touchdown run with just 36 seconds remaining. Edwards threw the ball 46 times in that game, thrown for 325 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran for 50 yards, scored two rushing touchdowns. Shiloh Morgan had a huge game receiving and running. But in the loss for Bora, we'd be remiss if we didn't highlight this. Austin Bolt... He hauled in eight masses for 130 yards and then somehow managed to also run for 170. What a just incredible effort by the Bora Lions. They got everybody back, it seemed like, on the field at the right time of the year. And uh, you got to wonder what they'd have been able to do if they'd have had all those guys fully healthy this season.
1: Well, it was fully healthy and in the same spots all year. I mean, Bora did such a great job last week. I mean, it's been talked about ad nauseum of how great it was. So Stanley comes out, takes off the cast. Okay, great. Well, in the meantime, you know, Magnuson has been playing quarterback um he was hurt you know so all these players playing in a little bit different positions playing alongside guys that are that have been moved around basically the chessboard got put back in the box shooken up a little bit and then put back out and it turned into a winning combination for him until last week and you you kind of wished it would have been a storytelling, ending but it realistically you look at it and go well it, the ride had to end sometime with the way it was working there at Bora. Um, having guys that were playing positions that they're not meant to play, so to speak, or, or not what they've been trained to play, and coming out and doing a fantastic job doing it. But in the end, they went up against Coeur d'Alene, and Coeur d'Alene just kind of showed why why they're why they're one of the best teams in the state.
0: Bora scored 20 unanswered points in the second half. And despite that, the Vikings came out on top. Really impressive effort by a resilient Coeur football team. Rocky Mountain in their victory. Colby Jackson, 205 passing yards, three touchdowns. Nick Grimato, 106 yards on the ground. Braden Rundell, two interceptions. And we've talked about this defense all year. That is the best in the state. There's, there's no question across any classification. Rocky Mountain's defense has just been the best there is all year.
1: Oh right, and you know I think I'm the first one to say this, and I'm, I want to trademark this: is defense wins championships. You know, and and Rocky Mountain, they always have a tough defense, always, and and that's that's the the hallmark of a great team is starting with that foundation of a good defense. You know, if you have a good defense, then your offense is going to be out there more. So Rocky Mountain, if they can keep that tight defense. Um, going this week, heading into, today, into this weekend's game, I think uh, when we did our favorites last week and last week's prep cast, I think you and I both had Rocky Mountain as our favorites to win, and uh, I didn't see anything to change my mind.
0: I'll, I'll correct it. I had Kordalink um, oh, after, you That's after right. last
1: week. I don't really listen to you too often. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, we, we all know that. And, and you, you might be onto something, by the way, with that um, defense wins championships. You might want to trademark I should, that. I don't I really think should. I've <laughs> ever heard that before, Paul. That's really original on your I, I, part.
1: I have a bunch of them in my head.
0: You'll be here all day yes. here on the PrepCast, so follow along and listen to the witty comments that, that Paul has uh, to explain here today. But anyways, yeah, I, you had Rocky, I had Coral Lane, so one of these winners out of this game is who we picked as a champion, but there's another semifinal as well. It's Mountain View against Highland, yep. and I think everybody's eyes are wide open after both of these teams' wins last week as a good Eagle team was knocked off by Highland 41-14, to and then Mountain View absolutely just blew the doors off of post falls 57 to nothing and you were at that mountain view game is that as good as you've seen the mavericks look all year
1: oh yeah and a lot of it came down to defense special teams doing the little things and post falls tell you what i came into that game looking at it as boy this could be close but they showed their youth and inexperience. that team is going to be good i'm going to say it now watch post falls next year there is so much talent on that team and and they're all young i mean they're they're going to lose a couple of good seniors but there's not a lot of shoes to fill next year. There's guys that have been playing quality time for a couple of years. They're going to come in as seniors and juniors next year. That post-Falls team is going to be phenomenal. But Mountain View, you know, in the press box there, um, you know, the Highland game was going on because it had an earlier start. And so you know, they were seeing what the score was um, you know, on, our, on our webcast and whatnot. And, and they were kind of excited for that rematch with Eagle. Um, but they were also talking about how exciting it'd be to play Highland. So I don't think they cared who won and who lost. They were excited for the next week. They had opinions on both. Um, and so the fact that they're playing Highland, I don't think it matters to them. I think it's a matter of, you know what, we have a job to do and we want to get back to the championship.
0: Now, I saw that Mountain View is having Beto's Burritos. What's up uh, with that? Huh? Yeah, they're doing it prior to heading over, it's for breakfast. For Mountain View, and, and we've done that a few times after the game. I have not started my day with a Beto's burrito, but we're going to see how that works out for Mountain View. If they win, it'll be similar to what we talked about earlier this year. Dietrich went to the Eagles Nest Cafe prior right. to their game against North Jam. They won 36-32. Right. So these food decisions that you make as a team make a big difference
1: well chicken fried steak is a fairly safe decision los betos for breakfast you have to plan your day out accordingly if you if you're going to start that out for obvious reasons and piling onto a bus and playing a game that's not good heads up planning in my opinion
0: Well, no, we'll see i mean they have a better idea of uh what their team's able to accomplish than we do so yeah. you look at mountain view caden chan was absolutely on fire last week three touchdowns first 18 minutes of the football game and then for highland They went to the Wildcat at points during their game. Uh, Brought in quarterback Easton Durham. He's their backup. 40 yards rushing, but three touchdowns. Most importantly, Kobe Tracy, also 18 for 23, 208 yards, two touchdowns. Landon Amuzio, 167 rushing yards and 72 through the air. So these teams meet up this week. And this one, it's going to be a a jam-packed old arena. We've seen it for these five ASIC versus Highland games over the year those are the biggest crowds that they get into Holt Arena most of the time throughout the year that includes ISU games this year ISU almost sold out a game earlier this year so it'll be a little bit different it won't be the biggest crowd we see all year but it's going to be awfully close you know
1: I'm actually becoming a little bit little bit of an ISU fan because it's rubbing off of you in the office every day you know you're just exuding this this black and orange um, excitement so I'm like yeah I'll, I'll root for ISU this year as well and that's never happened
0: well, and for people listening along at home, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Idaho State plays Gonzaga. So we're going to see how that goes. And uh, if there's no more podcasts after this leak, we'll know that <laughs> Sven just had to exit the state of Idaho after embarrassment. But if we do win the game, we'll see. As we drop down to the 4A classification, here's the results from last week. Hillcrest over Middleton. Uh, 21-17, Nampa over Columbia, 40-19. The Bulldogs, their first semifinal appearance since 2007. Bishop Kelly defeated Skyline in a 2016 state championship rematch, 35-21, and Valley View. They were up 28 nothing in this game before Idaho Falls could even get off the bus, and they won 62-26. to wow. That was the most impressive effort to me was what Valley View did to an Idaho Falls team that we thought was going to be pretty competitive in that football game. I mean, Lane Coffin, I don't know what he fed them before that game, but they did their pregame meal right, apparently. It
1: wasn't Betos, I'll guarantee that. Yeah, you know, and Lane Coffin, he's just a stud. I mean, the guy knows how to coach football, and I think he's been able to finally gather around him a team with a lot of talent this year, and basically, they don't. they don't care what people say about him. It's, you know what, you can overlook us. Overlook us, that's fine. We're going to come out and win football games. And coming into this week... You know, you and I were talking about this game coming up, uh, about doing picks and whatnot, and you've been right a lot in the 4As, and you were telling me, don't don't bet against Valley View.
0: And Valley View is a team that I think a lot of people in 4As are starting to realize is as good as it gets, and I think this rematch with Bishop Kelly this week may very well be the most intriguing game to me around the state. As this game was decided on the last second, Bishop Kelly ran it into the end zone Forty-six thirty-nine the first time they played. If it's even half that good this time, I think the fans will get their money's worth in that one. The other matchup is Friday at 7 o'clock at Thunder Stadium at Bonneville High School. The Nampa Bulldogs taking on Hillcrest. And if you said it at the beginning of the year, we mentioned last week, Nampa versus Columbia in a quarterfinal. One of those teams gets to the semis. You wouldn't have believed it. But Dan Holtry has turned around the fortunes of a team that went... I believe it was 2-16 and 16 in his first two years on the sideline. This year, they have completely come full circle, and this football team's got an opportunity to get into a state championship game appearance, but in their way is Hillcrest, and Hillcrest is a team that nobody wants to face here in the playoffs, and that's because they run the football extremely well. In fact, last week, Hillcrest, get this ball, their quarterback ran for 246 yards and two touchdowns, and then they also had another kid, Oakley Hussey. He had 181. So quarterback Kyle Austin won the game for him, a 16-yard touchdown with 549 left. And uh, Middleton, no easy contest, really impressed with what Hillcrest has done this year in the first year under head coach Kevin Meyer.
1: You know, it is exciting for Nampa to get to where they're at. They've had a fun ride all season. Um, You know, it stinks to to get to where they're at and then look up and go, oh, we have Hillcrest. We're going to play tough. We're going to play hard. They're going to be at Thunder Stadium. um, You know, their home field. It's not going to be sunny and warm. You know, it's it's going to be warmer than it usually is this time of year, I think. I don't think it's going to be raining like it was last week. But it's not going to be, a, uh, you know, they're not going to roll out the red carpet. The fans are going to be yelling and loud and rooting for their team. I think Hillcrest is going to move on. I think Nampa is going to, you know, go home and say, you know what, guys, we had a heck of a season. Let's look forward to next year.
0: And Nampa, one of the things that they really try to do is force teams to turn the football over. We look at the temperature on Friday in eastern idaho it's going to be in the upper 30s and oh, it'll okay. probably be lower than that as the game goes there's not warmer. yeah not supposed to be precipitation but if you're hillcrest you run the football constantly you're not going to throw it a lot but you got to hold on to it if fumbles start to become a problem it's going to be an issue and we saw fumbles as a problem the sugar salem marsh valley game last week i believe it was seven fumbles Ooh. in the first half i mean it, it wasn't even right uh, that should never happen inside of holt arena but you know nonetheless you look and And that's what happened. So if they're outside in Eastern Idaho, it's it's a concern that I think the coaches are going to have ingrained in these kids' heads.
1: Oh, yeah. And Hillcrest-Nampa, that's one of the few games over there that's not being packed into Holt Arena. Over those two days, I mean, they they try and pack as many as they can in there for the fans, for the uh, the players, the teams. I mean, it's fun for the for kids to go to state and play in a in a venue like that. You know, playing in a Kibbe Dome, playing in a Holt Arena. I would love it if Boise could get some sort of stadium like that, um, where it's more of a stadium atmosphere, and uh, I think it'd be a blast for the kids coming down from from Cortland or from Timberlake or St. Mary's, wherever they come from, or over in Eastern Idaho. I think it'd be fun. Um, but the, the the two locations they have. I think it's great, you know, pack as many as you can into those places. And it's great for us because we can just sit there, you know, pack everything in and set it up. And we just sit there all day.
0: We like it when they make it easy for us. And that definitely is the case here this weekend is for Nampa. Quarterback Braden Miner ran for 119 yards and two touchdowns last week. Donnie Estrada had two interceptions. In the other games, we mentioned Bishop Kelly defeated Skyline 35 to 21. They only threw the football 5 times. This is a Bishop Kelly team that's really running the ball a lot this year.
1: Oh yeah, and and you know, you think about them, and I think you said they threw it four times, four five five times. You know, that's not a normal Bishop Kelly team. They like to sling it. They always have great quarterbacks. They have great receivers. And and so to see him do this, I think it's a lot of fun. I wish I was doing that game so I could – I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a packed game because it's here in the Valley, Valley View, Bishop Kelly. And, uh, and it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. And our guy is going to be on top of the press box, which means – They're going to pick up all the sound from all the crowd. So it's going to be a fun game to listen to if you get a
0: chance. Better show up early because the tickets are going to be hard to come by for that Valley View-Bishop Kelly game this week. And you look at Valley View last week, you know, we mentioned standout rushing performances. Carson Child, 212 yards, Land Larison, 179. They each had three touchdowns rushing and a combined rushing total for the Falcons this week of 473 yards. In that sixty two to twenty six win over Idaho Falls, this team seems to put up over three hundred yards rushing every single game out there.
1: You know, and, and that really has to have the defensive coordinator staying up late at night, trying to put together packages and putting guys in the right spot and making sure guys that are out on the field know their assignments because you have teams putting up that many numbers coming in you have to be really prepared to stop them from doing it to you
0: you look at the 3a classification as we move down here we've already talked about 5a and 4a the 3a sugar salem knocked off marsh valley in a shutout 41 to nothing kimberly won on the last play of the game against fruitland 37 to 35 the back-to-back state champions as paul's favorite for the 3a classification goes down um, you know, the Beth Holt and everybody, they're not going to let you back there anymore. Um, Timberlake <laughs> over South Fremont, 36-35. They may debate that. Holmdale over Gooding, 41-21. to So that sets up the semifinals this week. Kimberly Sugar, Saturday at uh, Holt 6-30. And then Timberlake, Holmdale. Homedale has to travel all the way up to Spirit Lake on Saturday at 1 Pacific. You'll be at that game. And I think that everybody's... You know, eyes from around the state, just like we mentioned in the 5A with um, impressive wins from Eagle and Mountain View. They look at Timberlake knocking off South Fremont and I think everybody says, wow, you know, here's an opportunity for a North team in a semifinal, one more win and they could potentially get in to the 3A state championship. We just haven't talked about that in so many years for no. those three IML teams. Timberlake gets there every year, it seems like, other than last year. They went 1-8 last season, and now they're in the semifinals.
1: Yep, yep. it always seems, in general, year-to-year, great. Timberlake has a great year, and then they host a Fruitland. They host a Homedale, and that ends their season. You know, they've been moving on. And all year long, when we're putting our votes in for the media poll – you know there's always timberlake that's just out there tempting saying you know pick me pick me and i say i'm just not convinced timberlake next week and and we never did and and so looking at it in the 3a's you know i was the same way with with homedale all year i wasn't convinced you know they're they're good they're undefeated they're doing so well. well yeah but look at their schedule okay then they beat they beat gooding last week and and they beat american falls before that and so i'm a believer in homedale now now, Timberlake, I'm on the fence about as well. And I'm going up there right now by myself. And and so Timberlake,
0: I'm excited to see them play. He can't get anybody to go with them, folks. I can't.
1: I, it, I think it's me. It's definitely me. Uh, I'll, I'll be going solo for some reason. Well, anyway, so Timberlake, I'm looking at that going, I'm excited to see it because I want to believe in Timberlake. It, it's been a team that I've wanted to, to, to put in the top five all season and and you just never know with those North teams how good they are. You know, I don't get a chance to go up there and watch them play and teams that they do play, sometimes they're out of state. It does you know, they play out of out of classification. So I'm excited to see that game.
0: And this is a pretty good story here. Their their coach had a heart attack last season and wasn't able to finish the season on the sideline in Roy Albertson. He comes back after that one and eight campaign and leads them. They are seven and three right now. And last week, Chase Gardam two interceptions, including the game-sealer late. He also scored a touchdown. Jeremy McLemore carried it 21 times, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Joey Fellini, their quarterback, threw it for 115 yards. He's also a run threat. So those are some names that you need to know in the 3A classification for the Timberlake Tigers. But number one, Homedale, the undefeated Trojans, only undefeated team in the 3A ranks. They've got Mason Kinchlow. He ran 36 times, 230 yards, and two touchdowns last week. These guys are a real tough out. And for Timberlake, this is going to be one of those kind of games where you cannot commit any mistakes. You're going to have to play a perfect football game against Holmdale.
1: You know, he also caught a pass for a touchdown as well as doing all of that. So 36 times for one kid, that's a lot of runs. And by the end of the game, you're gassed. I don't care who you are, especially when you're uh, you know, a big back like that. And so coming into, into this one, is he going to have to run 36 times? Maybe not. Um, will he get the same amount of yards? Maybe. We'll see how the defense plays.
0: Now we look at the other games that took place last week. Kimberly knocked off Fruitland 37-35. to 35. McCade huffed in that game fall. One-yard touchdown run, and it was as time ran out. Everybody was standing around. The officials were conferring, and uh, it took a little while to, to make the touchdown call. I was looking at some pictures today, and it looks like he did get in. Um, we, we had a photographer at that game, um, Wes Turner, and, and Wes had it right on the goal line. So I think the officials got the call right, despite it maybe taking a little while. 166 yards and two touchdowns for Huff in that game.
1: Well, it's okay if it takes a while, as long as they come away with the right result, right? If it, if it took 10 minutes and they still got it wrong, you know they had no clue to begin with. It's like, well, guys, heads, tails, go, you know, whatever. So it's, you know, our action photographers... They're not just there for their looks. You know, they can get there and and make the calls as well.
0: Well, you can't tell them that. I mean, you're not an instant gratification guy.
1: Steve Conner, he's a handsome man. I'm going to say that right now. I'm a huge fan of Steve Connor. that's for sure.
0: So they are there for their looks? Well, Steve is. You got to make up your mind. You can't just (laughs) single out Steve like that.
1: I could I could go down the list, but I'd forget one, and then they'd feel bad, and then they'll quit, and we need them all. So I think just saying Steve, I think I think that's a good consensus pick that everyone would look at and say that is a handsome man.
0: You're gonna start getting some angry emails from our other <laughs> photographers here this week. Is Kimberly?
1: They they don't listen. It's fine.
0: Kimberly will take on uh, Sugar Salem this week. The Diggers. Just a phenomenal effort. Hadley Miller, Samuel Parkinson, and Tanner Harris, they each ran for over 70 yards. Oster Miller, Kyle Oster Miller, and Parkinson, they each scored twice in that game. Garam Rahari had two interceptions. So Kimberly and Sugar Salem, uh, you know, Sugar Salem I think will enter this one as the favorites, but you look at Kimberly, they just knocked off Fruitland. That's got to give anybody confidence. As Fruitland gets the championship every year, they're out. And now Kimberly's saying, well, we're just going to take their place.
1: Yeah, I don't think Kimberly's going to sit back and say, well, we we beat the defending champs. Good enough for us. Sugar Salem, here's your ticket to the championship. No, they're going to come in and say, that's right. We did that last week. Sugar Salem, you better be preparing for us this week. And don't overlook us and say, well, who are we going to play? Timberlake or Homedale?" Because I think Kimberly's going to come to play.
0: As Kimberly only is a tough out. Here this season, their quarterback, Braxton Hammond is fantastic as well. He had four touchdowns last week and 146 yards passing. Again, that game Saturday at 630. You can check out all these brackets as well as our full broadcast listings and also photography information yep. for this week on our website, idahosports.com. Well, we've talked 3A, 4A, and 5A. We'll come back and talk 2A and 1As after this. The Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. My My name's Jerry and I smoked for 30 plus years. I was elk hunting. My left arm and my left leg started tingling on me. Nearly died, and it was enough to wake me up. You know, being on the top side of the grass is a good alternative to smoking. I still hunt, and now it's getting time where the grandkids are gonna start going, and I wanna be there for that. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org
1: cable one brings high-speed internet to the greatest town on earth yours now you can get up to 100 megs for just 45 dollars a month for six months no deposit no contract enjoy faster downloads better streaming up to 100 megs 45 dollars a month for six months connecting is easy call 877-687-1427 or visit cableone.net today restrictions apply call cable one for details. Black Friday is now. Don't wait until Black Friday to get incredible savings on your favorite Toyota. You can get them today. Big cash back, low payment leases, or APR financing as low as 0% on several models, all backed with Toyota Care. The Toyota Black Friday sales event. Shop early as many savings are on 2018 models, and when they're gone, so are the deals. For full details, see your local Toyota dealer. Toyota, let's go places. All finance. you and approved credit through Toyota Financial Services dealer. Doc. Visa, right by dealer. For more details, call 1 80 day 21 Toyota offers end December 3rd, 2018. Don't worry, honey. You know how the media sensationalizes everything. Okay, that doesn't. Screw you guys, I'm going home. You play to win the game. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news?
0: We enjoyed talking about 3A, 4A, and 5A so much that we decided to come back for another segment and talk 2A's and 1A's here on the Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. Sven Elskog alongside Paul Kingsbury. And we are going to talk 2A football. As last week, these games... Uh, fairly lopsided aside from the McCall Donnelly Westside game which Westside won 34 to 20 the other games Declan over St Mary's 49-6 Grangeville beat Cole Valley 40 to 7 and North Fremont over West Jefferson 44 to 6 the thing that stood out to us was obviously McCall Donnelly this week Lee Leslie brought them in there and they put up a valiant effort against a really good Pirates football team
1: oh they did and uh, and it's always fun to watch those two-way teams come in we looked at the very First round matchups. So of course, this was the first year the RPI was used for the two ways. And so there's those. If you look at the bracket, there's the first round matchups, and from there, the bracket was seeded. And aside from one game, that Aberdeen-West Jefferson game, decided at the very end, terrible games. And so then we get seeded, and as you would expect when you seed it, you know, one versus eight, and so on. Quarterfinals, terrible football. We called it, just like we, you know. Basically, we, we knew what we were talking about. Now, here we are, semifinals. You've got West Westside, Grangeville, North Fremont, four really good teams. Are they uh, the best teams in the state? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, everyone has crowned Declo before the season started. Maybe not such a bad idea, but there's three other teams below them in the bracket that are saying, hey, we're tough, we're strong, we're physical, and, you know, Grangeville, North Fremont. I'm excited to go to to, uh, the Kibbe Dome, probably by myself again, and and do that game because it's going to be fun football. You're going to see two really tough teams. I think that could be maybe the best game so far in the two-way tournament.
0: And all four of these teams are still undefeated.
1: Yeah. How cool is that, huh?
0: That doesn't happen very often, and Westside remained undefeated when getting two late interceptions last week against McCall Donnelly. They held the Vandals to just 23 yards of rushing. Enoch Ward, 18 carries, 189 yards and a touchdown. Jake Moser also scored three times. Keegan Duncan had four touchdowns in Declos' win over St. Mary's. North Fremont was led by Garrett Hawks, 165 yards and four touchdowns. And then Tesher Harris for Grangeville. He's thrown 42 touchdown passes this season after throwing four in a 40-7 to 7 Grangeville win over Cole Valley. This kid's just second to none, really, as far as quarterbacks go in the 2A classification especially.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where Grangeville's offensive line is going to really be um, on their game coming into uh, the Kibbe Dome against North Fremont. They're going to have to give Tesher Harris time to move with the football. And not only time to move with the football, time for his receivers to go out and run their routes as well. If, if North Fremont can get through that line, if they can rush the quarterback, then it's, it's going to cause problems for Grangeville. Um, will that happen? We'll see.
0: And so the two games this week are both inside domes. Grangeville takes on North Fremont Friday at six Pacific at the Kibby Dome at the University of Idaho, while Declo hosts Westside, so to speak, at Holt Arena Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning at Holt Arena, campus of Idaho State University. So those are your two matchups this week. We mentioned. Two undefeated teams. I think this is as exciting as anybody could possibly expect semifinals to be. You look at Grangeville, another thing I'd like to point out about the Bulldogs, Noah Cashmitter has come back, and he makes such a big difference in physicality for them. You can see pictures that Joel Brown took of their last game, and he was running the football. He is absolutely towering over guys. He looks like Bigfoot trying to run through puddles out there. As Cashmitter ran for 145 yards in a touchdown last week against Cole Valley. That's a player I don't want to have anything to do with if I'm North Fremont.
1: No, he's back. He's got a warm-up game under his belt. I think he's going to come out, and I think he's going to put up more than 145 yards. Um, he's like you said in that picture he looked like he was holding a junior size football it's just one of those man among boys type of thing where it's uh he comes out and during warm-ups you see the other team going wow yeah he, he's as big as they say
0: let's just say it's safe to say that everybody understands why he's getting looks from colleges that much is very clear yeah. when you just simply look at the kid let alone watch him actually play the game of football as you look at the 1a d1 classification now we move down here Here's the final scores from last week. The thriller was Lapway falling 44-36 to Wilder. The Wildcats held him as Lapway had it at the nine-yard line, the Lapway Wildcats did. And uh, they couldn't get it in the end zone on the last play of the game. They fell by eight points. Wilder moves on to the semifinals. Valley over Clearwater Valley, 56-0. Idaho City beat Oakley 50-16, to and Prairie over Raft River 40-22. to The games this week are all at Holt Arena, Oakley Prairie, Friday at 5.30, Mountain Time Zone, and Valley against Wilder on Saturday at 1.30. Also, obviously, the Mountain Time Zone for that one. You look at this, and uh, we're excited to see that Oakley Prairie game on the schedule again, as last year, that was just absolutely phenomenal. Prairie won the football game. And uh, Oakley's going to be looking for some revenge this time around.
1: Well, yeah, I think we have two really, really good teams that uh, meeting in the semifinals again. And that happens when you've got a, a classification that's stacked like the 1AD1s. And we saw it all year long. Um, you know, the top four out, coming out of one conference, basically, all year long. Um, you know, a 7-2 and two team in that conference staying home. You know, that tells you uh, everything you need to know about this classification And Prairie coming in to play Oakley. You know that could be a state championship game in its own right. You look down below, Wilder. How cool is that? You know the Wildcats, the Fighting Dal coming in in their in the semifinals. And uh, you know they don't get; they're not a perennial um, tournament team, so to speak. But when they come, they come loaded for bear,
0: and they make a lot of noise. Yeah, exactly. As you saw them get to a state championship game a few years ago with Colin Michael at quarterback, and they're trying to do it again here this week. But we want to start out. At the top of the bracket, as we take a look at the Prairie Pirates last week, Spencer Shoemaker returned at quarterback for Prairie. It was the first time in four weeks, and he led them that 40-22 win over Raff River. He threw three touchdowns, or he had three touchdowns, excuse me, and then he was also helped out by his defense. Dean Johnson was just absolutely unreal. Four and a half sacks of the Raff River quarterback in the backfield, as Dean Johnson was in the backfield more often uh, than just about anybody in the state last week. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a decent season's work for a lot of linebackers, four-and-a-half sacks. You come in and do that in one game, well, watch out.
0: The edge was wide open, apparently, in that game as Prairie. No, no,
1: he was just really good.
0: Well, yeah, you look at Prairie, though, how many sacks? They have seven? Yeah. I think they had seven sacks in All that right, game. I think was. I mean, they, they just <laughs> got a ton of pressure on the quarterback, and if you're you know, the other side, you're Oakley, they don't throw the football a ton. So they're going to run the ball a lot. I don't pray he's not going to get seven sacks this week. Jake Pulsifer last week, four touchdowns, 105 receiving yards. This is for Oakley. And a fumble recovery in the Hornets' 50-16 to 16 win over Idaho City. So you just mentioned 105 receiving yards for Pulsifer. He, he also had Austin Bedke, 115 yards rushing. And Josh Nyman had 75 yards. So they were fairly balanced last week. And, uh, you know, you look at that, and that's kind of surprising. For me, to be honest with you, with Tate Cranny not in there at quarterback, they still showed the ability to throw the football.
1: You know, and that that's basically comes down to having a lot of arrows in the quiver. When you have a lot of different weapons to go to, you can shake things up. And that causes problems again. I'm going to go back to the defensive coordinator, looking at the next game going, boy, who do we plan for? Because they can have this guy run the ball. They can have this guy throw the ball. These two or three different guys can stand up. And, and for them, being able to have the option of, you know, if this kid's not having a great game, well, that's okay. We've got two kids that can step up that will have a great game. If all of them have a great game, it, it's over. And But it's really the defense's job to come in and stop them at the end of the day.
0: And you look at Oakley, one of the players we didn't mention was Chandler Jones. He gave Prairie some major headaches last year in their semifinal game. I don't think the pirates are gonna be very excited to see him on the other side of the line here this week.
1: But I, th- I think it's fun when you've got guys coming back. You know, a lot of times you have those, you know, players that do great things and they graduate and then two teams come back and play and yeah, they have the same name and mascot but it's completely different faces. When you can come back into into this far into the playoffs and you're playing against the same guys that's when you can get your revenge that when it that's bulletin board material you can say last year he did this let's get revenge and it's not just against the guys that he played with it's actually that guy back so i think that makes for fun football games when you have the same kids coming back and playing these games
0: and this matchup looks that way on both sides of the football there's a lot of Really familiar faces that we've seen for a while for both the Prairie Pirates and the Oakley Hornets. That should be a good one on Friday at 5.30. The other game, Valley and Wilder. Valley, uh, they did not welcome Clearwater Valley into the playoffs very kindly last week as they knocked off the Rams 56-0. Zach Gomez, 19 carries, 229 yards and four touchdowns. Jason Hardy also had four touchdowns. Jacob Schills had an interception. And then Wilder. That was the game of the week, really. Obviously, in the 181 classification, the closest game. Garrett Sedlacek, 44-yard touchdown run for the Wilder Wildcats with 52 seconds left to win that game. And I tell you what, the celebration on the field there for the Wilder Wildcats after that game was over was the best one that I saw this weekend. And that's saying a lot, folks. I saw a one-point game at Timberlake this week, a three-point game at Coeur d'Alene, and then this eight-point game at the Kibbe Dome. That may have been the best one out of all of them as uh, all kinds of close games up north this week.
1: You know, and we we saw that replay, so to speak, of... Uh, of that celebration on Kyle Dasolio's Facebook page where he was watching our webcast and had his phone out and recorded it and he was showing that celebration and by celebration you could you could see that they appreciated where they were at you know we talked about wow they're not being a perennial playoff team or deep in the playoffs and so when they do get there these kids appreciate the fact that they're there, that they got past a tough team like Lapway. It's not just that's right. We, you know, this this is what we expect, and you know, they they got there, they worked hard, and looking back at their hard work, that says a lot to me. That says that these kids appreciate where they're at, and and they don't take it for granted.
0: Well, and you look at that 181 bracket, and you see teams like Valley Prairie and Oakley, and those are teams that we've come really accustomed to seeing at mm-hmm. this point in November. But the Wilder Wildcats, they are there as well. And let's see what they can do with the opportunity that is presented to them to play Valley coming up on Saturday. As Again, that'll be uh, an interesting one. We knew that last week was going to be high-scoring against Lapway. I think this one will be high-scoring as well. Move down to the 182 classification, final one to break down here, and a lot of teams that you would expect. You look at 182 football over the year, you've got Salmon River, Kendrick, Carey, and Lighthouse Christian all winning last week. Lighthouse Christian 44-0 Forty-four to nothing over Dietrich. Salmon River fifty to twelve over Deary. Kendrick defeated Garden Valley sixty-four to thirty-two, and Carey all over Mackey forty-eight nothing. The games this week: Salmon River plays Lighthouse Christian on Saturday at four in Seinholt Arena, and Kendrick is against Carey on Friday at eight-thirty Pacific inside the Kibbe Dome. Number one, number two playing each other inside in the semifinals. Undefeated football teams. And this is going to be a really fun one to watch. I know you're excited about that Kendrick Carey game.
1: Oh, you know, these. I'm an eight-man guy. I could sit there and watch eight-man football all day long. And to see the two best coming into the semifinals, um, you know, it's a blessing for me to be there. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a wildly high-scoring football game, I think, but it's still going to be close. I think the offenses are going to come out to play. I think they're going to score their points, and I think it's really going to come down to which defense can stop the other offense. It's going to be a close game.
0: Man, you look at Kendrick, just such a balanced offensive attack. We see this every week. Alex Sneave had five touchdowns. Chase Burke had four, Mm -hmm. and Cooper Hewitt had three last week as they put up 64 points on Garden Valley. Kerry, you look at them, we always talk about Porter Mecham, but Carson Simpson's come on, and, and he's been arguably their best player for a lot of parts of this season. 112 yards and two touchdowns on the ground last week. Quarterback Hunter Smith, he threw for 135 and had two touchdowns. And so now, you know, Carey and Kendrick, we kind of saw this on the bracket at the beginning of the year, and we thought there was going to be a collision course. Mm-hmm. Well, they're colliding here this week.
1: No, that's exactly right. Kendrick, they got that by, and so they, they got to uh, sit out the first week and watch Carey, um, actually, they didn't. I guess Carey had a forfeit foot as well. So Kerry and and Kendrick both got a quote buy into that second round. Mackie Garden Valley fairly easy wins for both of them. So you can kind of call them tune up wins. Were last week in the quarterfinals. So those two teams coming in undefeated, they both sat out a week, but then they got to play a couple. You know, they got to play a team, get their guys back in, shake that rust off, get the plays fine tuned for a quarterfinal for a semifinal matchup.
0: And then we look at the top of the bracket. Lighthouse Christian is playing Salmon River. And I think looking at it on paper, this is a really intriguing game. Is Salmon Rivers got, you know, Canyon Harper, everybody knows him. Randy McClure, Ethan Shepard is their quarterback. Um, Reese Jones, a good impact player lighthouse christian i don't think people are as familiar with the names but we're going to tell you about the lighthouse christian lions as uh, they had chance gaskell run for four touchdowns last week 190 yards cooper Dastrop had 98 yards and a touchdown these guys have gained some pieces as the season's gone on and you've really seen them improve they lost to Carey early this season and uh, people kind of wrote them off i think for state title contention I don't think that's very wise to do. I think that we're going to find out this week that Lighthouse Christian's a lot better than people have given him credit for.
1: Yeah, Coach Holloway's doing a great job there in, in Twin Falls at Lighthouse. And, and, you know, being the underdog isn't always a bad thing. I mean, it, it's nice to get the recognition. It's nice to for the state media to say, yeah, they're great, they're great. But it's also nice to just hang back, do what you do, tell your kids, you know what, if you do the right things and you do it for the right reasons, it's going to pay off. And I think that's really the mantra there at Lighthouse Christian is, guys, do your jobs, you know, do it for the reasons that you know you should be doing it and everything's going to work
0: out. And you had a chance to see Salmon River play last week. Yeah. They, they won the game 50-12 to over Deary, and that was a game they lost earlier this year, 36-20. The difference, they didn't have Canyon Harper the first time. So I don't know if this is just by some coincidence, but if you're telling me that Canyon Harper being out there made a 54-point difference in the football game for Salmon River i mean that's incredible if that's the case well
1: canyon harper always makes a difference no matter if he's making plays or not i mean he's a bruiser you know he goes through and he runs people over he ran an an official over you know he knocked uh, keith porter on his keister out there and uh helped him up but you know he's running through and and he has one thing in mind and that's getting as many yards as possible however um you know there's the big three seniors so to speak you know reese jones randy McClure. Canyon Harper and Randy McClure, he had an outstanding game. He was our player of the game um, on defense. He was catching balls. I mean, he's long and lanky. He can jump. And that helps junior quarterback Ethan Shepard because they, they line up in this pretty cool formation where Shepard is in the middle and they've got uh, Reese Jones on the right and they've got Canyon Harper on the left. And you never know what they're going to do. They can wildcat it to either one of them uh, on, on the left or right, or Ethan Shepard can go back, run it himself, pass. And so Charlie Shepard always has a million different tricks up his sleeve. He's the Chris Peterson of eight-man football. And so you never know what they're going to run, how they're going to run it. And when Canyon Harper does get the ball, they've got guys up front that block and do a great job. And so you know, Salmon River coming in, uh, you know, I don't think they expected to go 5-0 in conference. I know they didn't. Uh, middle of the season, um, you know, looking at Canyon Harper being injured, McClure was was sick for for a week or two they've come back they're all healthy they're all looking good
0: well and you had a good opportunity to talk to charlie shepherd for quite a while before that game i mean how's he feeling about the way that his team's looking this year
1: they're all healthy they're all healthy and they're having fun um playing football you know he's 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 not a a big talker he's not gonna uh, talk things up or he's not gonna reveal anything that he shouldn't reveal which is what i love about the guy he's he's a He's an old school football coach. He doesn't even like really a, a playbook. He teaches the kids how to play football and ha- and what to do in certain situations. So he tells them the place. He tells them how to play football. Then they go out and do a lot of coaching themselves, on the fly coaching. I love I love that brand of football. And so he came out. He's happy to be where they're at. He's happy to be moving forward. He doesn't care where they play. Because so I was asking him, you know, well, if Lighthouse, if Lighthouse wins, you're going to go to Holt. And he said, I don't know. We don't know. Um, and I don't think he really cared. Um, to tell you the truth. So after the game, he came up, talked to him some more. And I said, you know, Charlie, if this is your last year, I'd love to have you uh, on a broadcast. You can be my color guy anytime. I was, you know, kind of being facetious. He looked at me and said, I think that'd be fun. And I went, oh, he's serious. So Watch in the future. You might have a Paul Kingsbury, Charlie Shepard show coming on.
0: Well, you mentioned he's a man of little words. You sent him a text message a couple of weeks ago, and you said, what are the odds your game against Deary is on Saturday? That'd be great for us. And he, he replied, "Basically, good. 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 There, there was nothing else. So um, yeah, a man of simple words. And, and you mentioned the improv as well. I love that for eight-man football. Yeah. As, that's a lot of what it is. It's running around and finding some space and yep. figuring out where the empty hole. On the football field is well, we had a lot of fun doing it again this week as we talked about every semifinal game coming up this week. Lots of good coverage here on IdahoSports.com, Paul.
1: Oh yeah, there's always stuff going on here. We've got our photographers going almost. Well, I think we're at every semifinal game. You can check that out. Um, you got that up on the website. Um, in the broadcast schedule, and then there's the coverage schedule. We're going to be everywhere this weekend. We're going to be everywhere next week. And, of course, this week and next week are audio-only games, live and free. And uh, and then we're heading into basketball. You've got most all of the basketball schedules up, boys and girls. That's starting. We're going to have photographers at those games. And as soon as we can, we're going to start broadcasting basketball. We're going to have basketball previews coming up. We've got more written content. You've got a great story that you're working on that uh, that should be up tomorrow, maybe Thursday.
0: Yeah, we're shooting for tomorrow. I actually got it all the way completed. We're going to do a feature about the Homedale and Nampa football coaches, the Brothers As A couple of brothers are coaching in the Idaho football semifinals. So, lots to talk about here this week. Glad you could join us for episode 11 of the Idaho Sports Prepcast, presented by Project Filter. For Paul Kingsbury, my name is Sven Scott, and so long until next time. <laughs>